At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. And joining us now to preview the upcoming NFL season is Judah Fortgang of Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on X at Throw the Damn Ball. Damn spelled D-A-M, Throw the Damn Ball. Thank you so much, Judah, for joining us. You did a deep dive on how young quarterbacks improve from their rookie campaign to year two, year three, year four, something like that. Which rookie quarterbacks from last season? So we're talking about those who are in year two right now. Which of those are you most optimistic about for this season? Yeah, uh, believe it or not, I think it's Sam Howell, actually. Uh, and, and I think that's a surprising answer because we don't have so much data on him. Uh, but I think when you're, you're kind of looking at a projection, I want some sort of ceiling. And it wasn't very long ago that Sam Howell was projected to be the, the number one overall pick. He's a guy who absolutely flashed. Uh, in 2020. And yes, we don't have a lot of data, uh, but this is a guy with with elite traits, a guy who can get the ball down the field. And I think when you look at uh, the context in which he finds himself, uh, he's got some some very good wide receivers and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson's a guy who's really popped uh, in a lot of my numbers, looking at things like separation, uh, even at things at the grade at the catch point, both areas in which he's done very well. And I think he might be uh, set up for, for a real, I mean, it's hard to say elite because we really didn't have a lot of data, but certainly a guy who I think can surprise a lot of people. How about uh, of the year two guys that will be starting in week one, Pickett, Ritter, of course, Brock Purdy, it's a talk, and the news a whole lot of late. Um, any, any of those in particular that you are down on going into the year? Oh, down on, I would say Ritter. Uh, just because he has such a long way to go uh, just to even get to kind of the base rate. I mean, look, there's a small sample size, of course, um, but this is a guy who his accuracy would grade it out as only worse to, than, than Justin Fields. Uh, and something I talked about in this article was there, there are different areas of the game in which a player improves. Uh, things like decision-making, throws to, to open windows as opposed to closed windows, and the base rate of success for Desmond Ritter there is just so much lower than everyone else that even if he does improve, uh, he would need to go such a long way to, to produce. I, I, truth be told, uh, I think that the Falcons are, are going to try and make things easy for him. Uh, lots, of, lots of runs, uh, not necessarily going to be asking him to, to throw it 35, 40 times a game. Uh, but he, he really struggled last year and would have a, a very long way uh, to go to kind of get back to around that league average rate. 
when you're talking about quarterbacks who do a fantastic job avoiding sacks and that mobility being one of those inherent traits that you're looking for, what about someone like Anthony Richardson? You know, even if you're not a big believer in, say, the Colts shocking the world in year one, the ceiling for him should be fairly high, though, right? In, in theory, yes, which is the, the theory with the scrambles or the avoiding pressure is that uh, when you're a guy who's reliant on your offensive line, your wide receivers, you essentially have 75% of the plays to kind of generate positive yardage because those 25%, if you're Kirk Cousins and you can't scramble, like you're checking it down or you're throwing it away. When you're Patrick Mahomes, when you're Justin Herbert, uh, you have that extra sample size because you'll create for yourself. Uh, the thing with Richardson, yes, the ceiling's definitely there on those 25% of the plays, let's say, where you're either being pressured or anticipating pressure uh, and you're scrambling. I'm not so so sold on the other 75% as just a, a standard drop-back passer. Uh, that's that's up for up for, up for question. He's a, he's a guy who certainly has struggled with accuracy. That's known decision-making uh, as well. Look, if we, if we get a... Uh, you know, it's, it's week four and we see that Anthony Richardson is processing and, and making accurate reads. The ceiling is certainly intact for exactly the reasons you're mentioning, which is uh, if he's creating and, and avoiding the well, most quarterbacks would be sacks or, you know, throwing the ball away. And he's turning that into a 15 yard scramble. Uh, the, the ceiling's immense there because that's a rare trait that very, very few quarterbacks have. If you can kind of get the, the basics down and add that scrambling element to him, Absolutely. I think the, the ceiling certainly there. I'd, I'd be more, more comfortable at betting into that ceiling maybe in two or three years time as he kind of develops as a passer because I don't think that trade's going away. But he can certainly surprise us uh, or surprise me, I should say. Uh, and if he if he's kind of standing in the pocket, making regular pocket passes, in addition to his elite scrambling, the, the ceiling is certainly there. It's interesting, Judah. We're uh, now entering year three, and it wasn't that long ago when you, when you would say, oh, you, you need more time than that. But it, you look at 2021, that draft, and the number two pick is not playing because you bring in Aaron Rodgers. Number three pick gets traded for a fourth-round pick over the weekend. Is it going to be a two or three in Dallas? Don't know. Uh, but what about those other guys? What about Justin Fields? Uh, Mac Jones going into year three. When you were doing your homework and your study on the development of this position, does anything stand out with Fields and Jones? Yeah, so Fields, uh, it's actually very similar to what we were just talking about with, with Desmond Ritter, which is the, I think, necessary leap that Justin Fields would have to make. He, he was about 10% less accurate than any other quarterback in the NFL. And in the areas which do develop things like decision-making and throwing to open and, and closed windows, Justin Fields actually threw to the fewest closed windows of any quarterback last year. Uh, he ascended, if someone was covered, he just took off. So I think there's kind of less room for development in the classical areas of development or the things that uh, most quarterbacks grow in. All of that comes with a caveat of like part of this piece was also understanding that like things are at a trade-off with one another. And Justin Fields situation is obviously very different this year. Uh, he, he's playing with much better receivers in uh, what should be a, a full year of Darnell Mooney, obviously, DJ Moore being the big addition there, uh, and, and Chase Claypool as well. The area that would concern me is Justin Fields is the type of passer, because he's such a good scrambler, uh, and he, he does a lot of creating for himself. In those areas, your wide receivers and your offensive line actually matter less. If you look at things like PFF grade or 
rates of perfectly blocked runs or perfectly blocked passes, even though the Bears offensive line is not grading well by any metric, just by virtue of Justin Fields' presence uh, in the pocket, and or, or I should say his ability to scramble uh, and the threat of the run, the offensive line grades out really well, even though the individuals that, that comprise them are not necessarily winning on a play-to-play matchup. In the same way that the, the Bears wide receivers uh, while no talent beaters, they were open at the eighth highest rate. Because if you're holding on to the ball for as long as Justin Fields is, uh, you're you're going to have open receivers by virtue of four seconds on an NFL football field, guys are going to get open. All of that is to say, I'm not so sure Fields has the, the room to improve, and I don't think the supporting cast matters as much for Fields as it would a Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford or Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and that would concern me. Because in order for, for Justin, if Justin Fields made the same leap in accuracy as Josh Allen, which was completely unprecedented, a 10% leap, that would put him at about the same rate as Bailey Zappi and Joe Flacco last year. There's huge, huge room uh, to grow for fields uh, in order for him to kind of take that next step. And I, I'm a little skeptical uh, that he'll, he'll do that. But, you know, I think the same thing we said about Anthony Richardson is true of Justin Fields, which is that he has such an elite trait, that ability to scramble, that ability to turn what most other quarterbacks uh, would have as a, as a sack or a throwaway and turn that into a 70-yard scramble touchdown. That elite trick is not something uh, to be taken lightly. And if 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 all of the other stuff, if that 75% uh, of those other plays can kind of get marginally better, I think we should definitely see improvements. And, and of course, the, the supporting cast will help in, in that way. Is Judah Fortnang a PFF here on BetQL Daily. Your colleague at Deep Value Better put together offensive line market consensus rankings and, you know, fantastic work, not just as a data is, but also uh, giving us all this information in a nice, easy-to-use format. When you're talking about quarterbacks with mobility who can sort of raise the overall floor for some of these offensive lines, I'm looking at some toward the bottom of the list, the Titans, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Jaguars, and the Commanders. Which of these offensive lines do you feel like, yeah, they're low on the spectrum, but they do have mobile quarterbacks to where it is the gunslinger, the mobile guy, who can sort of raise the overall play, and it's not going to be as big of a deal? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jaguars there. And I don't think it's mobility in the classic sense of the, a, a scrambler, a guy who's going to pick up a lot of yards. But uh, I'll maybe frame it as a guy who can manipulate a pocket well enough and, and learn his go through his reads quickly. And that's Trevor Lawrence, uh, who's a guy who his time to throw is, I believe, 2.8 seconds in his rookie year, down to 2.5. Uh, and most pressures are happening kind of after that two and a half mark. We call these quick pressures versus non-quick pressures. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is a guy who uh, can read a defense very quickly and get rid of the ball very fast, such that his offensive line play doesn't matter so much uh, because he sees when he's, when he anticipates that pressure, uh, which is connected with the scramble trait we're talking about, he's getting rid of the ball quick. Uh, and you can have, uh, a horrible offensive line, but if you're getting rid of the ball in two seconds, that's going to kind of elevate those those expectations for the offensive line. Not to mention he 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 does absolutely run uh, and and has that mobility uh, if he needs to use it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Jude, I was uh, looking at uh, a couple of your write-ups on season-long prop bets, and I'm sure a lot of people are, are jumping in just now. Uh, and the receiving one really stood out because a couple of the plays that you wrote up uh, even though we go over these numbers, I, these numbers escaped me. I, I didn't realize, and I was surprised. I, I did like your angles on those. And they were Devontae under, just how high that receiving yard prop is for Devontae. And on the flip side, how low it is for Christian Watson. We understand, you know, going to Jordan Love, many people don't quite know what he is there. But to see his number at only 750 yards, uh, can you uh, go into a little more detail about why you like Devontae under Watson over? Yeah, I mean, Devontae under, I think it's a, I think Devontae Adams is a terrific player. Uh, his prop when I got it was 1325. That's a huge, huge number. You're going to get maybe two or three guys that are they're going to get there every year. The Raiders are a run heavy offense, uh, they have every incentive as they to run Josh Jacobs into the ground. Uh, he's playing on, on his, his franchise tag gear. Um, so just the volume there should not be uh, very high. And the Raiders are much healthier and much deeper at wide receiver than they were last year. Right last year, they Hunter Renfro was down for most of the year. They were starting Mac Collins as their wide receiver too. Jacoby Myers is a legitimate NFL wide receiver. Uh, he's soaked up about 25% of the, the targets on rest that he's run throughout his career. I see that continuing. Hunter Renfro is healthy. And not to mention, I think you probably got a quarterback downgrade uh, going from, from Derek Carter, Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and yes, Devontae Adams is terrific. He's also nearing 30 years old. He's been on decline in, in terms of the separation numbers. He's not as dominant as he was in, in man coverage, which is something that declines more with age. Uh, and you're just kind of looking at the base expectation, which is going to be the top three wide receiver. Uh, and I think that number is just too high. Christian Watson, I mean, it's it's everything you're you're talking about, which is uh, I like to try and be able to source. Like, why why is the market uh, putting up a particular number on a guy? And I think it's yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. Okay, Christian Watson, he was good in a small sample. We know what we have with Jordan Love, and all of that is is fine and true. Uh, but if if Christian Watson is uh, playing 17 games, even if he's playing 14 games, uh, if if he is 75% of the player he was last year. Uh, if he if he's generating 25% targets, I don't care who the quarterback is, I don't care how pass heavy your offense is. Uh, 750 yards for a guy that should very obviously be the wide receiver one was the wide receiver one uh, on this team. And that that number is just too low. Add in the fact that he has all of the talent in the world, 
Uh, he's a guy who usually uh, your, your depth of target and your yards after the catch are kind of inversely correlated. Think about a guy like Debo Samuel, who uh, is almost used as a quasi running back. He's one of the highest yards after the catch guy and guys in the league. Um, Christian Watson's actually atop of both of those marks. He's a guy who can win downfield and can kind of just take that six yard slant to the house. Uh, and yes, that's, that's somewhat unstable year over year. Uh, but when you have a player of, of his caliber and his talent, uh, I think the chances of repeating that success are maybe a little bit higher. So whereas for other players, it would be something like 70% noise. I think this is closer kind of, kind of to 50 and add in just the, the opportunity, the talent, it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Uh, 750 yards is just way too low. Mm-hmm. But, but at 30 seconds left here, what about rushing touchdowns for the season? Yeah, I, I took a Travis Etienne. Uh, I believe it was over six and a half at, at plus 140. That's my that's my favorite bet. Uh, I think there's a lot of talk about, okay, maybe Tank's big, Tank Bigsby is going to be taking some of the work. Uh, at the end of the day, I expect this to be one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, a team that will have to be kind of their foot on their gas. I don't think their defense is going to be particularly good. Um, and at the end of the day, rushing touchdowns are, are somewhat fluky, but also a function of how good your offense is. Uh, and I expect the Jaguars to be a, a terrific offense. Uh, I do not think Tank, Big, Tank Bigsby is going to be getting most of the work. Uh, ETN clearly was the starter in, in basically all non in all running situations uh, since they traded James Robinson. I expect that to continue. Uh, at plus 140, around the same get, like area as like Brian Robinson, I, I don't think the, that prop is is priced fairly. Good stuff, good stuff. Judah Forging a PFF. Follow him on X at Throw the Damn Ball without the end. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, just over a month left in the Major League Baseball season, we will look at how to play the stretch run right here on the BetQL Network.